0: Welcome, everyone. Welcome to The Matter of the Heart, where we bring you heartfelt, educational, and positive stories, all to elevate your spirit. I am your host, Carol Olivia, and always thank you so much for uh, for taking your time out to listen to The Matter of the Heart. The topic of the show is couple intimacy, and I think we're going to actually go into the word intimacy, and which we've all heard of, but I have a feeling that we all have a different definition of it, physical, emotional, spiritual, uh, you know, it's, um, it can be quite, quite insightful looking into it. And, uh, and the guest is Wendy, Wendy Dumbrough. She is a licensed counselor, and she specializes in individual, family, couple and uh, she's also a sex therapist and Wendy is certified, she's also a certified teacher in mindfulness and meditation. Welcome to the show, Wendy.
1: Thank you, Carol. Thank you so much for having me. I always appreciate speaking with you.
0: Now you obviously have had a lot of clients so I would be so curious and I'm sure some of the listeners would be as well. From what you've learned, is there any snapshot, you know, of the word intimacy or is it such a varied, I can't admit, you know, so many varied words as far as the meaning goes?
1: Yeah, it's such a great question and it's a a wonderful study. Um, One of my mentors in the world of couples therapy has recently written a paper on intimacy and I've attended workshops with her, Michelle Shankman. And what she, the way she starts out is, yeah, you know, you've got a room full of therapists and she has a, you know, sort of a blackboard that she's writing down. What does give me a definition of intimacy? Mm-hmm. And just in within 10 minutes, you could have like 30 different things written on that board. Intimacy is such a personal, uh, experience Mm -hmm. and the way people experience intimacy Mm
0: -hmm.
1: i will say uh so you asked for us is there a snapshot of that? and i i have an interesting two snapshots Mm -hmm. and i'm i'm going to be sexist here in the way i say this i'm generalizing it's not always like this Mm -hmm. but very often when i work with couples and and the the biggest reason that couples come to couples present for sex therapy is mm-hmm. uh, is discrepant desire where one person is wanting sex more than the other the couple is just saying we don't have sex or we're not having enough sex or he wants sex more than me or she wants sex more than me um, so but when we get to the idea of intimacy i often hear from women and again i'm generalizing because this is not always the case uh, women will often tell me you know, I'm, I'm also being heteronormative here and speaking about heterosexual couples. Um, women will say, you know, he, he, uh, if I don't feel emotionally connected to him, if I don't feel emotionally close to him, I don't wanna have sex with him. I need him, I need to know that he cares about me, that we're talking and he's sharing with me. And then I f- feel like I can warm up to having sex with him and for men the way i often hear from men is the way that they experience that intimacy with their partner that emotional feeling of closeness and connectedness is through the physical and so that's a little bit of a uh, conundrum right the the man close and connected right but they do it in different ways
0: right well, that's coming from two different um, arrows, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So um, how do you balance that?
1: Well, I think it really helps couples to understand and mm-hmm. hear each other's needs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I always tell couples, the the couples that have the most success in couples therapy, whether they are coming for a sexual issue or an issue to do with something else in the relationship Mm -hmm. the couples that have the most success are the ones that are really willing to look at themselves look within honestly at themselves and say okay what's going on with me and oh maybe i do these things because of x y and z from my past and my childhood Mm -hmm. And you know they make the connections and they take it to heart they take it in and they really work to do something differently so they They work on themselves, and then they also are in tune and willing to hear their partners and have compassion for their partner's situation. Like, oh, I didn't realize that when I didn't give you a hug when I came Mm -hmm. home from work, Mm -hmm. that that impacted you. So I'm really going to make an effort to, and that the years of that, of not feeling attended to when I walk in the door makes a difference to you and mm-hmm. i'm sorry uh, it's yeah. not my intention to make you feel that way and i'm gonna i hear but i, I hear how hard it's been for you mm-hmm. and i'm i'm going to try and correct that mm-hmm. and so they have compassion for their partner they're willing to hear their partner's experience as well as look at themselves and and when both partners and a couple are doing mm-hmm. that there, mm-hmm. there is a really good outcome mm-hmm. There is potential for really good outcomes to
0: mm-hmm. occur. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think intimacy is natural? In other words, do we need, I'm going to throw you a little bit of a curveball here, Miss Wendy, do we need intimacy? And if we do, what does it do to our overall psyche, uh, a mind, body, and spirit? And if we don't need it, what does it do to a mind, body, and spirit? Hi. Oh, it's a
1: great way to look at, you know, what are the relational needs of human beings, I do believe that underneath all the layers of protection that people Mm -hmm. may wrap around them, that there is a basic need for closeness and connection to know that someone has your back. I I think the truth is that people may experience intimacy differently. Mm-hmm. right just like we just said men may feel more physical and again i'm generalizing i hate to just right broad brush but um i i do believe that underneath all the layers of stuff that have happened in our lo- lo- lives um what we've been through how we've learned to protect ourselves against vulnerability That underneath, when you peel the layers of the onion, kind of, so to speak, kind of maybe a tired metaphor, but when you do that, underneath it all, there is a very vulnerable core in all of us that just wants to be loved Mm -hmm. and wants to know that we're okay. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the work of couples therapy is kind of peeling away those layers and allowing one vulnerable core to speak to another vulnerable core heart to heart um face to face body to body uh and and just that sharing from that place of vulnerability with each other Mm -hmm. is such a is such an intimate act Mm -hmm. that it makes people feel closer. Being intimate with each other creates feelings of closeness. Being Mm -hmm. vulnerable with another person Mm -hmm. creates feelings of closeness.
0: So they're peeling the layers or they're unraveling the petals of the flower. They're getting to the root and let's, I'm I'm, I'm giving an analogy. So we're getting to the seed, the seed of the flower and let's call that love.
1: Yeah.
0: Now people, there's different concepts of love. So uh, we're getting to it. We're getting to the closeness to the root of it. But what if somebody is more selfish with love, or one person isn't that compassionate with love? I mean, where do you go from there?
1: Right. That's so that that's tricky. So, you know, when you said let's call that love, so I'm I'm wondering if you, Carol. Mm -hmm. part of what intimacy is for you if you were sitting in a room of 100 people and said what's intimacy you might raise your hand and say intimacy is love right and and how do you feel that love Mm -hmm. what is it and and if one partner is saying no I'm not willing to give that to you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then uh, whether they're saying it out loud consciously or they're just perhaps not doing the things that their partner is asking for that would show them love and intimacy and mm-hmm. the yearning that they have underneath mm-hmm. for whatever it is they're wanting. Then it's really important to to highlight that, to bring it out in the open and say, oh, so it's still really hard for you to give her those hugs mm-hmm. when you come home from work. Well, I just don't remember and I'm busy and you know, I've been doing stuff all right. day and what do you want from me? I can't remember all that stuff. And then it becomes about what would it mean to, it's about, I believe in that case, it's about, there's still more layers that need to be unwrapped. Mm-hmm. There's still something between that person mm-hmm. and the sharing of the intimacy. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that makes a lot of sense because if intimacy, and closeness was not safe for someone in their life mm-hmm. um, they they learn those layers get on for a reason I I am a firm believer and I always say this to people and I, I genuinely believe that that people have good reasons for what they do mm-hmm. right you can usually not always make sense of why a person does what they do so if what person, partner B is doing is not giving the affection that partner A is asking for, Mm -hmm. then I want to stay with partner B right where they are Mm -hmm. and look around and unpack that space. And what would it mean to, to do that? I think there's more meaning in it. And maybe you find out, well, when that partner B was a child, Mm -hmm. They had a parent who was completely unemotionally available, either through substance use or Mm -hmm. through depression or through just not being just whatever their own trauma was, the parents' trauma was, was not available for that child. So that child learned how to take care of themselves. They learned that they're not going to get anything. And they take that coping mechanism into adult relationships. That makes sense right we can make sense of it mm-hmm. yet it's not useful and there's completely different context now and now they have someone who's willing to engage with them so sometimes it's you know it's it's putting a puzzle together it's sort of a uh the, some of the work i do which mm-hmm. is part of what i love about it it's we're kind of detectives in understanding the mechanisms that create uh the coping mechanisms that we all have and the the genesis of the layers of defenses that we have and how they've been helpful to us and useful to us Mm -hmm. in our lives Mm -hmm. and now we come into a adult relationship where it's not useful actually it has the opposite of usefulness it's 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 making things really uncomfortable in the relationship. So I think it, it's just another layer to unpack and to open and to, you know, in, in the space of mindfulness, it's like to be right where you are. If right where you are, partner B, is that you cannot turn to your partner and give her a hug when you come home at the end of the day, then let's stay right there in that space and look around and see what's there. Mm-hmm. And right. Uh,
0: well, I would say at that time also to accept the fact with the understanding of where the partner is coming from and not to expect a hug and that's to me that's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, why do we have to need something from somebody if they if that's just not their personality profile or history? Mm-hmm. I think to be in the moment is to simply accept the, um, the interaction as it is in a natural way as possible and if they don't want a hug so what Mm -hmm. you know uh you know we're not depending on that hug for a sense of security and we shouldn't Mm -hmm. that inner security should become within ourselves and nothing more
1: (laughs) right and so that's a whole other part of it like the other side on the other person what what does it mean to the other partner a if they don't get the hug Mm -hmm. and is there another way this this couple if as you're saying if it's just not in their nature to do that or they're Mm -hmm. just not comfortable with that Mm -hmm. is there another perhaps uh, another way they can agree to uh compromise and find a way where they both can get that intimacy
0: that they need or want right 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 well also you get it in another way there's no black and white here intimacy as we were saying before amy it comes in different there's different sections of the pie so if somebody doesn't want to give you a hug accept it maybe that person is more intimate in communication with you mm-hmm. you know that they have more of an understanding of you they're showing you more compassion in their heart Mm-hmm. And maybe their heart isn't into necessarily that moment, giving that hug. I think it's more and more that I think of in listening to you, the acceptance of that person without uh, trying to get anything out of them, so to speak. I don't, I don't believe in that. I don't think we should get something out of somebody. I think relationships and couples should be as natural as possible, accepting who they are, their history, and, and flowing with it like the ripples of the water. You know Mm -hmm. just being with it in the moment Mm -hmm. presumably that you understand the person prior to the fact that you're in that quote couple partnership Mm
1: -hmm. yeah i like that metaphor flowing in the ripples of the water that actually sounds really nice and just for a couple to be able to move organically together Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. um so with that um
0: I'm sure you've had some interesting stories, Ms. you Would you like to share a story? Of course, we're not revealing anybody, but a story maybe that we could learn from?
1: Um, Let me just, you know, I guess I could do a, a compilation. Of okay, yes. Maybe I'll sort of mix some, some people uh, together. And when you say a story, like sort of a case presentation of what, I might see and yes, and,
0: yes, that would be great. Okay,
1: so again, I'll. I, m- most of the couples I see are are heterosexual couples, so I'll I'll stay with. Um, I'm going to be heteronormative here, but I don't. I want to acknowledge that. Um, I'm not in any way excluding, uh, uh, or you know that I make space for all, sexual gender presentations and sexual. Right orientations in my practice um, yeah uh so' look, give me a minute to think i'm gonna i'm gonna just sort of you know as i go through um the, the, you know many many people i've i've seen so you have you know i've, I've kind of talked a little bit about it and um one of the things that we were talking about are you are you talking about from more from a sexual perspective doesn't
0: matter whatever you know rings a bell
1: yeah yeah so take a couple you know they've been married for two or three decades uh heterosexual couple and sex has kind of gone by the wayside or maybe sex was never really um, what they had wanted it to be at least for one member of the couple mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so you you start exploring not just the meaning of intimacy and the meaning of closeness um, but the, the all the messages that people get about sex from their family from the culture um, what it means to be of a certain uh, uh, religion and 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 how sex mixes with that um, very often the messages, for example, around sex and more extreme religious sex, mm-hmm. whether, sect meaning S-E-C-T, <laughs> um, uh, are very, can be very shaming, right? It's not okay to ever to even masturbate, for example. Right. So, so if a, a couple may come together, for example, if they have had that message, Right. Mm -hmm. And now they come together as a couple, but with no experience sexually and uh, no really ability to talk about sex, Mm -hmm. which is not just those couples. Maybe that's a good common theme I can talk about. The inability for couples to talk about sex, to under even understand their own bodies and what they like mm-hmm. and to know what they like or what they want their partner to do, or even if they know they want their partner to do something, to not be able to say it. Or maybe they've said it and their partner takes offense to it and thinks that they're not good enough in bed. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a very common thing. So really just helping people to talk about sex and open up and talk about what they would like, Mm -hmm. what makes them feel good, uh, to gently, you know, for example, let's say someone doesn't like, wants to be touched a certain way or wants to be kissed a certain way Mm -hmm. and their partner doesn't do that. And, And just helping them to discuss, not that they're not a good lover, that they want to be closer to them, that this would feel good for them. Or maybe this feels good for them on Tuesday, but on Sunday, you know what, they're just not in the mood for that. <laughs> and so really just helping people to talk about sex um, to also one really important thing, especially as couples get older, uh, to redefine sex, because the classic Sex penetration, uh, Mm -hmm. sex, that all the original Masters and Johnson studies were done on, is not always possible. As people age, um, maybe men can't get erections uh, Mm -hmm. or erections as they used to get them. um, And bodies change and backs hurt and things are uncomfortable. So they need to find new definitions of sex, but that doesn't mean they can't continue to have pleasure Mm -hmm. sexual pleasure Mm -hmm. with or without orgasm Mm -hmm. um, and really that again comes down to that feeling of connection and safety being present the feeling of intimacy Mm -hmm. and being close and safe with another person is one of the leading factors there's studies done on this to feel that safety and vulnerability Mm -hmm. with another person is one of the primary factors that people who have great sex mm-hmm. uh, Talk about and that's in a study done by a um, Canadian researcher named Peggy Kleinplatz mm-hmm. So she, she has a new book called Magnificent Sex and I think she I haven't read it yet But I think she talks about all of the studies that she's done. Oh, that's yeah. interesting mm-hmm. yeah. Very interesting um, I don't know if I answered your question exactly, but I think I was kind of talking about some of the different issues and just de-shaming mm-hmm. sex, de-shaming what people might like, normalizing. Uh, we were talking a little uh, before the interview started mm-hmm. today, and I was saying that a lot of people come in with a lot of shame around things that they want or things they that they like sexually. Mm-hmm. And the, the truth is that anything that happens between consenting adults mm-hmm. uh, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. uh, and really trying to help people understand that you can't help what turns you on mm-hmm. and um, if it's something you want to share with your partner that's okay if it's something you prefer to keep in private fantasy mm-hmm. that's okay too mm-hmm. I always distinguish between privacy and secrecy a la uh, Um, one of the great family therapists, Evan Imber-Black, who talks Mm -hmm. about everyone being entitled to their privacy, Mm -hmm. um, what's private in your mind and doesn't affect anybody else, but secrecy is when something is happening and you're doing Mm -hmm. something that does affect the other and they don't know. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Um, So with a couple has, we'll say, a um, a healthy, sex, a physical, intimate uh, sex, te- sex
1: life,
0: mm-hmm. um, does it help with any other factors? Does it help with the intellect? Does it help with the emotion? Does it help with the spirit? And I would think that depends on where that person is coming from and their priorities. So because I think some people might go into relationship, partnership with sex, the physical intimacy is number one, And everybody, of course, is evolving different in life, whatever that word means, you know. Um, So overall, well, first of all, you know, overall,
1: what does it do to the health? A good sexual relationship? Our health, the physical. Physical health? Yes, the heart, the lungs, the skin, you know. uh, Does it affect the body organs? Well, I I mean, I I can't tell you I know the physiology of the... exactly how i don't know if there's any studies on that couples or people who have a long-term history right an active sexual life versus those who don't i don't know the answer to that but i would imagine uh given the mind and body connection right that if you are actively, just like exercise, right? If you're actively working on your body and doing things and then emotionally you feel better. Um, I would imagine that a healthy sex life, and again, it's tricky because there's so much packed into sex. So Mm -hmm. for example, if someone is a survivor of childhood sexual abuse, Mm -hmm. it's hard to know what sometimes sex can be you know, you have to approach that very delicately because mm-hmm. it's, it's a it can be PTSD, even if they want to engage and love their partner, it has to be at the pace of the person who, who is the survivor because, um, and, and there's a lot of very important work that needs to be done there because you can't throw someone into literally into battle uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so so it's an interesting question um i don't know i can't fully tell you the answer to it mm-hmm. um, but i would imagine in general the whole mind body experience that if you're having a, uh, a good sex life and you're feeling good about your partner touching you and wanting your body that right. and feeling good about touching your partner's body that that has uh, that that has an impact Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i
0: think uh, maybe in the back of my mind my subconscious <laughs> i've read remember reading an article that um the uh a, phys- a good physical uh can it actually helps uh rheumatoid arthritis oh really mm-hmm.
1: yeah. wow yeah maybe there maybe it's the uh endorphins perhaps that are released
0: right you yeah, know i found that interesting yes mm-hmm. yes so and again this depends on the um so it's i think i would think it's very complicated what you do because it depends on the concept what that means to somebody if it's their priority what is their priority and if once they uh, establish that some people maybe that is their priority how long will that priority go for <laughs> you know mm-hmm. maybe the intellect is going to kick in a little later on and that might be more important and then they see their partner is not on that whatever you want to call it, perspective, the same level, is there such a thing as they are? So I would think it's very complicated. Very complicated. It's
1: very complicated. And they used to say, it used to be the thought of, let's say a couple... ...sex. Okay, so then if you can smooth out the relationship in other ways, the sex will come along for the ride. But that's not true. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there are couples that come in and they are like really... They get along really well. Mm -hmm. They parent really well. They love each other and care about each other, but there's just no sex. Mm -hmm. And you're also right when you say sometimes they come in and the only way they connect, Mm -hmm. the only good part of the relationship is the sexual relationship, Mm -hmm. but the rest of it is not on board. Mm -hmm. So um, either one of those can also be the case as well. One does not necessarily... Um, ensure the other will come along for the ride. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um. Oh, well, that makes sense. So, um,
0: and again, it involves so much of the sensual, you know, the touching, as you mentioned, the kissing, the uh, the feeling, uh, whatever background. I mean, it's um, you know infinite according to uh, the psyche of the two people. You know. Yeah. Um. In closing statements. Miss Miss Amy, uh, what would you like to tell the listeners, some wisdom about physical intimacy that you've learned and, you know,
1: what uh, would you like to mention? Wisdom about physical intimacy. I think that letting go and noticing what we add on to the sexual experience that's the mindfulness part right Mm -hmm. noticing like oh my god is he touching me here oh my god that's the part of my body that i'm so uncomfortable with right Mm -hmm. imagine like if you're adding all of that on to the sexual experience Mm -hmm. you're not really fully just allowing yourself to let go in the moment Mm -hmm. so to gain awareness of what you are adding on Mm-hmm. To that sexual experience for a man, maybe it's like, oh no, you know, two weeks ago my penis didn't work. Is it going to mm-hmm. work this time? And then of course it doesn't work, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, so really gaining awareness of what you're adding on. Just like in meditation, we might come back to the breath. Like we huh? notice thoughts, huh? we come back to the breath, mm-hmm. and just coming back to the body and opening to and being uh, completely present. Mm -hmm. in that situation and allowing the space for that vulnerability if it's safe. And if it's not, if it doesn't feel safe, that's part of the work of the therapy, right? Mm -hmm. That's part of the work that can come up, that can emerge. You know, I wanted to let go, but I felt myself tense and hold back. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's talk about that. Let's unpack that. Let's open that up. Mm -hmm. How do you understand it? And oftentimes, you know, memories will arise. So I think that understanding where we are, not trying to get somewhere, but understanding where anyone is in that process of, am I able to let go and be freely in this moment? And if I'm not, what else is there? What am I adding on to this experience? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And how can I honor that? Not pretend it's not there and say, oh, no, no, I'm just gonna just forget about it, but honor it, explore it, understand it, and, and and come back and just keep coming back to the moment.
0: Thank you so much, Wendy Dumroff. Thank you. Thank
1: you, Carol.
0: And you've been listening to The Matter of the Heart. I've been your host, Carol Olivia. Um, Check out the website, www.thematteroftheheart.com. And we're always so glad that you take your time out to listen to The Matter of the Heart. Thank you.